I don't care if people hate on me. Like I want to be that person that kind of steps into that. So that way the path is free for every other content creator to come and do it. That's like a big goal of mine because I want it to be easier for the younger generation, the younger audience. And like, I have so many different young girls that I mentor that I, they're kind of like my own kids too. Man, I really don't need kids at this point. Um, (laughs) But as far as advice goes, I think it's just don't take what people say to you behind a computer screen seriously at all behind their phone it's all just it comes from a place of insecurity and jealousy at the end of the day like someone is so low in their life and so hateful in their life that they feel the need to share that information like it's it's an industry that it takes a lot of strength and courage and motivation to do and that any woman can really do it if they just set their mind to it and that they don't take information from the outside noise. Welcome to another episode of Opinionated Off Topic. Off Topic is a show where we talk to content creators, entrepreneurs, and business owners and allow them a platform for them to talk about what they do. In this podcast, we have Lacey Jane Brown. She is an influencer in the sports industry who talks about NFL, NBA, MLS, anything you could think of. She recently broke the world record for going to 32 games in an NFL span via that being Thursday night football, Sunday night football, Monday night football. Lacey also creates content on TikTok, Instagram, where she has amassed a following of over 800,000 followers on all these platforms. Make sure you guys like, comment, and subscribe, and I hope you enjoy the episode. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Opinionated Off Topic. I'm with Carlos, with Lacey. Super excited to do this one. Thank you again for uh, coming out here to us. And uh, we're obviously shooting in a different location. Uh, you know, it's, you know, different spot, but, you know, different vibes trying to, you know, up the game this year and uh, elevate stuff. But yeah, just super excited to get you on the podcast. We met at uh, Mike's Cleat Delivery with Xavier, which isn't out yet. Um, but whenever it comes out, make sure you guys go check that out. Uh, Boot Up Customs or Get Like Mike. That is the homie over there. But uh, yeah, it's super inspiring. Um, not only when I met you, but just your story of like, how you became a full-time content creator, especially in the realm of like football, very male dominated uh, industry. And just wanted to hear all about it and, you know, just kind of hear your story and what you've done to get you here. So, yeah. yeah. I appreciate you taking time out today. As always, you're the first guest of the new year and the first guest in the new place. Yes. So you're the first. Um, So welcome. Um, Like you said, um, super excited to like hear your story. He sent me like a, he sent both of us kind of like a, I guess your achievements, you could say, mm-hmm. of like everything you've done. I was like, damn, she's done a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and like last year was like crazy for you. So yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. okay. Um, but again, thank you for taking time out your day. Um, but just give us a little backstory where you came from and to how you got what you're doing today. Yeah, absolutely. So first off, I'm excited to be here. Like yeah, it's super exciting. Yeah. Um, secondly, um, I'm ready for just to hear everything you guys have to ask me. Yeah. Very excited for that. Heck yeah. Um, but I'm out of Kansas based from there. Um, I came from a small town. I had 12 kids in my graduating class, 54 out of my high school. Um, I'd say in high school, I wasn't, I was more quiet. I wasn't like a cool kid. I was, um, just very much so to myself. Um, I had a really bad injury whenever I was in high school that like, I couldn't play really the cool sports, which mm-hmm. would be like volleyball or basketball. So I just ran, which um, I, I ran 
pretty well. So um, that got me to college. And then in college, I kind of like grew in love with football. I was going to every single game. I was doing social media there. Um, and I went to school at Kansas State University, which isn't, I, I would say, isn't really like a powerhouse college program, but it's still a solid college football program. Yeah, Thorn in our side. You, yeah, serious, Thorn in like, our side, too. Like, I'm a Texas fan, yeah. so <laughs> yeah. I, I know them all too well. They're not, like you said, they're not a powerhouse, but yeah. they're a team that plays like just team football and solid football. So they're going to, in my opinion, they're going to compete with. Everyone. Anyone, yeah, they're really yeah. good at like a nine, ten win perennial type team yearly. Yeah. yeah, they like know that they're not the best, so they just know how to like play to their strengths. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And that's what they do against them. really us too, but them is us. They he's yeah. an Oklahoma fan, and they just like y'all have had our number in the last <laughs> couple hold the years, ball. no doubt. <laughs> they'll they'll hold the ball yeah. as long as they can and try to score, and then there goes eight minutes off the clock. Mm -hmm. it's like, All right, yeah, here we are. That's how their football games go, but sorry, continue. Yeah. yeah. No, so, um, yeah, so I just fell in love with the sport there, and um, I actually graduated college early, um, and my journey in college was kind of more so just to get in, get out, because I really was focused on my career, and I just had really high achievements and goals whenever I was in college. Like, I, I told myself, that I was going to be a CEO of a company. Like, I didn't know what company, I didn't know what I was going to do, I didn't know what industry, but um, I thought, you know what, I'm going to find that industry. So after I graduated, I went to Cornell um, and just, I got just a digital marketing certificate. Mm -hmm. um, and then I ended up working at Nike headquarters. And then um, that was fun. Like, their headquarters are beautiful. There's so much on campus like they have a track that's like in the forest that's really cool um and just their their headquarters are beautiful you're out in Oregon which is kind of interesting I would say but um still like you have professional athletes that come in and view the employee store which is like it, it's cool because like you will have LeBron James there you'll have um so, Serena Williams, you'll have just like all these really awesome athletes that you like view as goats. So um, that was cool. Um, that didn't last for long. Got laid off during COVID. Mm. <laughs> and then I was like, what do I do? Mm. Like, I'm literally here. Like, I can't get a job because mm. on the West Coast, I would say that within Texas or within like the Midwest, mm. there there were more opportunities to get jobs during mm -hmm. COVID, but on the West Coast, they're just kind of, they, they have different rules and regulations that everything was just shut down. So getting a job there was nearly impossible. Yeah. Like nearly impossible. Yeah. Like I literally got rejected from probably 150 jobs. Yeah, I mean, like like you said, Midwest and like South, it was, I mean, we know why, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they, yeah. They, they didn't care it's crazy i went out to california during covid and like you were saying like you couldn't even order a burrito without no. like waiting for it outside it was a completely different world over there yeah so yeah. i definitely understand that um what was it about kansas state that got you into football like knowing they're not like a big score like they're not like a. I mean we haven't been until recent we haven't been the best but like Texas or Oklahoma, Alabama, someone like with a high atmosphere, knowing that that's, that's not there. How did you get into football? 
Yeah, so it's actually pretty funny. Kind of whenever I chose Kansas State just because of, like, it was in Kansas. That was my family. My siblings that went to K-State, so it was just kind of, like, natural to go. Mm -hmm. Um, But as far as kind of the football program that excited me was Bill Snyder was the coach when I was there. Um, And I worked at a nursing home because at the time I was on this journey that I was like, oh, I kind of, like, want to be, like, a business lady in the medical Mm. field. Like, I want to, like, own, Mm. like, a hospital. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, no, for sure. (laughs) So I I was getting hours in as a CNA because I was like, what all do I need to do? So I was working as a CNA. And um, whenever I was a CNA at this nursing home, um, Bill Snyder would be a frequent visitor because his best friend was in the nursing home. And I was his, like, CNA. Mm. So I got this really close friendship I would say with Bill Snyder that kind of like made me I already loved football I grew up and I loved football but it got me closer to it because he's such an iconic coach and he's such like a nice compassionate loving guy I remember I have a family member that was battling cancer for 13 years ongoing now um and he like wrote him like this little it was like a, a K-State football book, but he like wrote this long page just like to my nephew for me to like give to him. Like, like he would just go out of his way. And so that made me like feel like, hey, I need to pay extra attention to K-State football. Like I want to be there for every moment for him mm-hmm. because he's such a caring and compassionate guy. So that kind of like led me into it. And then just like when you're there at games and you're experiencing the love, the compassion that all these fans have for their team, there's just really nothing that can describe it. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not a fan of going to games because I, we both love college football. So it was just like, there's so many good games on, but yeah. uh, every once in a while I'll go to a game. I went to a game last year. Um, his girlfriend's a big UT mm-hmm. fan. They have season mm-hmm. tickets. So sometimes like, Hey, we know somebody has extra tickets. Do you want to go? I'm like, sure, I'll go. I went to the BYU game last year. But like you said, there's just nothing like being there, like being in the atmosphere. There's nothing like it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <It was awesome. laughs> but no, like, no, definitely understand that. Like, once you get into the content realm of all that and, you know, going to these games, uh, did you first start shooting content at these games? Because you said you did social media, or was it more like for – like an internship or like just for the school or was it just like self for you? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was just for an internship. So it was just with K-State. Like like they would bring on students to do sports internships for just social media. So that was more so what it was. And then when I was also in college, I had one with Roy Williams who um, KU basketball, former KU basketball, then it was North Carolina so mm, that to yeah. me was so cool because I was out in Chapel Hill, like just on campus. And I was like, wow, like I really do want to be involved in the sports world, but I don't really know how to. So my degree was actually not even like in sports because at K-State, there really wasn't anything you could do that was like sports related. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. I feel like working in sports, like it doesn't matter like mm-hmm. what your degree is. Like what, once you're talented enough, like I feel yeah. like 
you, you can learn all the skills that require and once you're in you're in and it's and it's yeah. evolving too and like you said once you're in you're in too so i yeah. guess fast forward back to when you get laid off covid mm-hmm. and um you are you know looking for jobs you search for jobs you apply to 150 jobs or whatever the number was and you can't find anything um what was like your thought process then for work and stuff because the world had shut down there was so much going on like uh, he's very into video games and stuff like that. Like Twitch streamers were blowing up because everyone was at home watching content. Obviously, you had like people like Drewski and stuff making skits on like TikTok and Instagram, and like his career is obviously blown up from from there. So, was that like an inspiration for you to start recording content, or did you have like another game plan that kind of got you into what you're doing? Yeah, no, definitely it was. Um, I would always tell my have friends that told me like you need to make a TikTok like. You need to make a TikTok. You need to just like talk about yourself. Like you need to just do that. Like you're so funny. And so I started off on TikTok like doing skits, like sports skits, like me in weird outfits, just like doing like comedy skits. And I was doing Mm. that for like a year. And then I decided to like show my voice and talk about like stories and things like that revolving the athlete. And then that's when I like hit my niche and I like kind of like blew up from that. So um, that was definitely a time that I mean, man, I was not getting any money. Like I was literally (laughs) Instacart delivery girl. I mean, hey, I'm proud to do that. I was a soccer coach for these little kids. Like I didn't even play soccer in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Hustling. Like I was just like all these, I literally was babysitting dogs. I'm allergic to dogs. Mm -hmm. And I had all these dogs like in my crib, just like making me like dead from allergies. Mm -hmm. But I was like, gotta get the money somehow because TikTok isn't paying it. Yeah. And um, I remember just telling my parents, because they're like, what are you doing? Like, Mm. you're clear over there. Like, we're in Kansas. Like, what's social media? Like, they don't don't really understand what I do to this day. So Mm. especially then, they're like, you're literally, like, Instacart, dog sitter, Mm. like, soccer coach. Like, what are you doing? Mm. Um, So, but yeah, it just... I continuously did that for a year. And then I would say my first big opportunity that I got was with at t It was a brand deal. So they um, brought me out to um, the final four. And that was the year that um, UNC was there. It was Duke. It was Coach K's last game, which is really cool. KU and gosh, I can't remember the other team, but it was a blue blood school. Was that the year Nova won? I'm trying to think. That I, that, that was your Nova win, right? Uh, KU won, but I think yeah, Nova that was the year probably. KU beat KU beat uh, North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I think Nova was the Nova was the fourth. Yeah, the fourth. I yeah. think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I just remember it was all blue bloods, and I was like, "Wow, this is like a dream Final Four." And deal with all those Kansas fans too, though. Yes, <laughs> that's why I loved it. I was yeah. like, "I am in love. Like this yeah. is amazing." Um, but yeah, and that was such a cool opportunity. Mm -hmm. Like the fact that they paid me to go, they also paid for this hotel room in NOLA. They paid for all my tickets. They got me a phone because that was part of the brand deal was, um, to shoot like the game footage on the phone. Mm -hmm. So I had like an extra phone and it was just a really cool opportunity. And that's what I was like wow, I can actually, like, do this. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to, like, do this, like, take it seriously. Yeah. Um, and so I'd say that I really focused heavily 
on that, but I still didn't go full time for quite a while, probably like, oh my gosh, probably like a year. I didn't go full time until like a year later, just because like, you're, you're still at that point only making money on brand deals. So say you only get one brand deal in a mm. month, then you get another brand deal like five months later, it's like not sustainable. Yeah, yeah. What stuff like that, do you try to be like on a retainer as much as you can? Or is it just once it's done, it's done? Usually once it's done, it's done. And I'd say that a reason why um, I don't really do any of the retainer deals is just because I've worked with a couple, a variety of different, um, especially like AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile. Like I've worked with a couple of them. And typically if I were to just stick with one, then it's like I'm just stuck with them and I might not be able to get the competitive mm. edge that the other ones will offer me. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, yeah. Okay, so like little one-offs is probably like what you're shooting for specifically. Yeah. Just like work, do this for a couple times and then we can you know part ways and then maybe work again in the future type deal. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, yeah so you talking about, you know, obviously wanting to take it full-time and stuff like that, getting that AT&T call and then – um, you know, taking full advantage of the opportunity, learning and stuff like that. I feel like for the most part, most people might just be content with something like that. What was like the next step for you after knowing that this is actually a tangible thing? Like I can make this a reality. Like what was your preparation to roll into something full time? Yeah, I would say that. So when I was there with AT&T, I was interviewing, I interviewed Bill Walton. I also interviewed Dr. J and I remember, like, he told me, he was like, um, hey, Lacey, like, I just want to let you know, like, here's my personal phone number. You are very talented and very gifted. Because before the interview, I just wanted to genuinely, like, know who he was. Like, I didn't, I know he has, like, so many achievements and accomplishments, but I was like, I just want to know, like, who you are as a person and hear your story and he, like, told me about his son passing and, like, just all this stuff. Like, it was really, like, heartfelt. Um, and so when he told me that, like, he's a retired Hall of Famer. Like, when he told me that, I was like, oh, wow. Like, this guy must know, you know. Um, so that kind of really inspired me to be like, okay, like, I, I do need to take this seriously. And... Um, I had a couple different talent agencies that were also like big time agencies that mm -hmm. reached out to me and they saw what I was doing. Um, and so they as well were like kind of pushing me and made me realize that I can go somewhere and can do something about this. So um, I would say that I was just really grinding getting content out there um, to in order to go full time. Like I was posting four to five videos a day. Wow. And they're, they're not just like normal videos yeah. that just like of yourself. Like I had green screen. Yeah. Yeah. I had, yeah all that. Exactly. Like, like they're like intense videos that I just like constantly was doing. I was working from 6 a.m. to about uh, 11 p.m. every day. Wow. Didn't sleep much. Never went out. Never uh, socialized with anyone. I was just very, very focused on my career and um, things like that. And so I just kind of went into a, a little hole and just did my work for like six months. And um, it ended up, 
paying off and working for me. I know that for some, it doesn't work out that way. Yeah. It did for me. So I'm assuming all the filming, all, you did all that yourself? Yes. How'd you like learn to do all that? Because it's not easy just to pick up, I mean, even an iPhone camera, it's not easy just to pick up a camera and record and like know what angles to get and what B-roll to use, even to go out and get a green screen. I mean, most people don't even think of doing that. So like, mm -hmm. where did all that knowledge just come from? And like, let me make the best video I can without it being like, the same or it being too wild? Yeah, yeah. I would say just YouTube. I was just constantly looking at YouTube, mm -hmm. like tons of YouTube videos and just trial and error, like so many, so many failures. I think that um, I was able to really smooth out my process and do stuff a lot more efficiently towards mm -hmm. the end. Because in the beginning, I swear, like doing a video <laughs> took me it's like, like the hours. Worst. Yeah, and then you also just have no direction to go with it and then you too like i'm sure you're a perfectionist too like yeah. just from hearing your story so it's like you're like oh i don't like that or restart yeah or that's all i was gonna ask like, i'm sure you filmed like a lot of videos and i mean you work from 6 to 11 so i'm assuming there's a lot of videos that yeah. are filmed in between that so like how do you go about like picking which ones you want to put out yeah yeah i think it just kind of like depends on what the story is that i'm wanting to uncover um at least for Kind of like what I do now, or are you talking more so back then? Like, cause you, then, yeah, 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 yeah. Back then, I would say that it was just stories that were really popular that I wanted to cover. It wasn't like breaking news stories because, like, you have ESPN for that. You have you know sports channels that are already That's covering true. that. Yeah. For me, it was stories like, um, for one, talking about how Lamar Jackson opened up a restaurant in his hometown in Florida and was like constantly back there. Like it's like stories around athletes that aren't necessarily just shown out to the public. Like it's stuff you have to like really dig for. Yeah. Cause I didn't even know that he opened up a restaurant. Yeah, until now. Yeah. So no, like that, that is like more interesting. Cause like you said, we have like a sports channel and stuff and do stuff like that. And it definitely does feel redundant when you're covering something that, you know, Fox uh, ESPN or, even like these other people, like we like culture boss, like Josh Pate, you know, those guys, they're doing it full time. They're covering the same stuff you're covering. So like you said, for you to know, let me go t uh, tap into a niche that people are going to be more interested to hear. Mm -hmm. Like that was just, that's just super genius, especially at the beginning of making content. Cause it is hard to figure out what you want to do. Cause you could see other content, you could see other videos pop off and a lot of stuff's like pretty replicated. It's like this video did well. So I'm gonna do something the exact same or very similar, mm -hmm. but to hear that, it's like, no, I'm going to take it in my in my own way. And, like, it worked out for you and it's paying off now. So yeah. that's, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, how do you, how would you, I guess, go about being, like, a full-time? Did you, like, have a manager and, like, they reached out to your manager of these different agencies and you just kind of picked the best one? Or did was it you are your manager and you just picked the best agency that fit you if you even went with an agency? Yeah, I did. So um, for me, kind of the journey was I was originally with um, a different agency. I have a management team. So my mm -hmm. management team is like, they're kind of like my, my mom and dad. Like, like they yeah. literally just guide me in so many ways. I'm so thankful for them. Um, but as far as like the agency goes, yeah, I've had like sit down interviews with them. Um I was with one before that's a really great agency, but um, they have some clients that are like a lot bigger scale than I am, like Will Ferrell, they have Alex Earl, like, like 
a lot of big names. So obviously they're crazy busy with mm -hmm. them. So I kind of get left on the burner. Mm -hmm. So it just didn't work out. Um, but still they're amazing agencies. So I went, um, I'm currently with CAA sports and, um, they are a very good agency so far. Um, I know I have like the same manager as Aaron Andrews. So I'm really excited to kind of see where that helps me. I just signed with them. So obviously there's not a ton of like, yeah. <laughs> well, thank awesome. you. But there, there's not a ton of like history that I can share that I've done with them because yeah. I haven't, you know? It's still dope because yeah. it's, for one, she's an icon in the sports she world. Is. For two, she's an icon with women. Mm -hmm. So that agency is already working with a woman. So it mm -hmm. just helps you because like, oh, I'm next up. So yeah. let's let's see what they can do for me or like, what ideas that we can run with that maybe Aaron can't do, but you can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's dope. exactly. Um, was this the same agency that got you like the deal for last year with all the traveling for football or no? No, so that was actually just brought in by myself. Nice. Um, so that okay. was a lot of a lot of the brand deals that I get are actually just like brought in through like me like they'll just like message me actually so that's why I'm kind of hoping this new agency brings out some brand deals no for sure <laughs> um yeah. but yeah so that was more so something that I was determined like I told my management team like hey guys like I want to break a Guinness world record I I want to do this I'm gonna do this like even if I can't get funded like whatsoever like I'm gonna do this um, and so I had an agent, no, not an agency. I had a brand. It was, they just reached out and they wanted me to just make videos for their page, like just covering sports stories and things like that. And then that's when my management team was like, Hey, like Lacey wants to do this kind of like tour. Um, we think it could create a lot of hype. Like, would that be something you guys would be wanting to sponsor? And uh, they did agree to that. Wow. So kind of like what they did was they just gave me a stipend. And the mm -hmm. stipend was to cover the whole entire tour. So okay. So I booked everything still. Like I booked the hotel. <laughs> I booked the um, travel, all that. So I always book that. Like no matter what. Like I'm always booking my own hotel, my own, ho my own travel, like yeah. flight, Uber, okay. um, all that. So I had all of the logistics out. And so to make the most of the stipend, I was sleeping obviously in places. Yeah. So you were just like, yeah, making it last. Yeah. yeah I don't blame you. I did the same thing. Like the, the cheapest flights too. Like oh, the cheapest yeah. flights, the cheapest room. Like, yeah, yeah, you gotta, well, I feel like with something like that money. though, especially with you like wanting to break a world record and whatnot, I think, at least I don't know how it works, but I feel like maybe like an airline company or like a hotel company would have, if you like reached out or something, maybe they could have like jumped in and sponsored it too. And like been like, oh, like if you stay at our hotels or if you fly Southwest to all these games, yeah. you know, I don't know. There's just, but I feel like with something like that, like there's the opportunities are endless, you know? Yeah. And my agency did try. Oh, okay. And it's yeah. just still yeah. no luck. No luck. Cause that's a lot of money. It's like no all these luck. flights, yeah. like I feel like they would want to help out. Is there an official sponsor for the NFL for for flights uh, Southwest for for flights? Is there NFL? an official sponsor for in the for the NFL? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I probably probably, but I would assume they're so. sponsors uh, change yeah, all the time. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was, yeah so I was just, just take us through 
like that year? And would you have 32 games in 73 days? I have actually right here. No, she she went to 32 games in 73 days, breaking a world record doing so. Yeah. Um, you did 27,000 miles. You, we just heard you booked everything. So just take us, how was it just traveling all that much, booking all that stuff, going to every game? Like, was it stressful? Was it fun? Like, just take us through that experience of, like, how all that went down. It was every emotion possible, if I'm going to be honest. It was just, imagine, so I was traveling every Thursday to every Thursday game, Sunday game, and Monday game. So I was typically just out living out of my suitcase for months like that that's really what I was doing I would go from one location to another to another and uh, I'm not staying in the nicest places possible I remember in Buffalo I was at this super eight hotel that um (laughs) literally (laughs) it was um insane like the the hotel was probably the most sketch hotel I've ever stayed in in my life um I was in this like uh car it wasn't even a car dealership it looked like a what do they call it a junkyard Mm -hmm. that was the thing right next to it that I booked the super eight and the super eight still cost me 160 dollars a night it was the cheapest option wow. in Buffalo. So I was like, well, I'm going to do it. And I remember my manager was like, because she has my location. And she yeah. was like, I don't know if you should really be staying there like as like a single woman. She's like, I know you're independent, but like, yeah, let's, <laughs> let's not do that. So she ended up getting me like a different place. That's but nice. um, yeah, definitely nice. That, but, that was what I was going to ask you, too, is about like, Obviously, you're going to all these games, all these different cities, but you are by yourself. So, like, how was that? Because I'm sure, like, you have to, like, deal with people and, like, go into these games. So, like, how do you manage that? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I get chirped 24-7. Like, it's just, like, something I <laughs> yeah. do. I feel like I I wear things that maybe, I mean, shouldn't allow yeah. people to chirp at me. Like, yeah. that's not an excuse. But it's, like, I'm just so used to it that it doesn't even phase me um whatsoever but yeah I mean I'm traveling alone I'm not the brightest person I tell people I'm very book smart street smart okay we're we're not there yet um, <laughs> gonna be honest um because like so many situations I get myself in like I am very surprised I haven't been kidnapped yet um <laughs> like actually just uh very very stupid situations um I'd say for one I was when I was in Baltimore after a Ravens game, it was Sunday night football. And I was just walking around the street. I was just waiting for an Uber because like yeah. the Uber to go six minutes cost me 150. So I'm like, yeah, the, those price surges. Yeah, you you got to walk down a little two blocks. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Twenty dollars. Wait a couple minutes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I was just walking and walking and walking. And then a police officer was like, ma'am, you should get an Uber. And I was like, Oh, I will. I just need a little further. Like they're pretty yeah. expensive right now. And he was like, "You should get one right here, or right now, next to me." And I was like, "What? Why?" <laughs> and apparently, like, I guess I don't really know Baltimore. Yeah. Like, I just like, I, I maybe I wasn't in a safe area whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But I think that that just like goes into like the tour. Like, I didn't know half these places mm-hmm. where I was or anything like that because. 
typically when you go to a game, you might know more about the stadium, your surroundings. For me, I would get into that city that day and go to that game. And then I would leave the next day. For that game, for example, I was at I was in DC at a commander's game for the early Sunday game. And then I drove to Baltimore for the Sunday night football game. And the wow. next day I was at Chiefs Monday night football. Oh my gosh. So I'm not I'm like not in an area enough to really know yeah. what's yeah, there. What's, yeah. You know, like if I'm in a city for like two days, I might be like, okay, cool. So like, mm-hmm. this is where I should go or not to go. Yeah. But like, for me, like there were so many times that I was just like, oh, I probably shouldn't be walking here at night, like alone. Um, just not the smartest, but, um, there, there are so many situations like missed flights, like sprinting in the airport to make my flight. Um, just buying last minute flights, like spending, a ridiculous amount of money just to get there because if you think about it if i'm not there at a game the world record is not even met yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like i did this whole entire thing and uh-huh. it's not met and we had like a contract again i got a stipend but if i didn't meet the in the contract going to those games for the world record like i wouldn't have got the stipend so uh, you bet I was busting my ass yeah. to like get there. Like I wasn't about yeah. to be like, you know, well, I'm going to miss this. Like, yeah, I had to be sure that I was on time for everything. And sometimes you can't plan for that. Yeah. Um, traffic. So many times I would wait in traffic in the Uber to go to a stadium. Like sometimes even if I'm not very far away, it will take a long time to get there. So I'd have to like sprint like three miles all sweaty and then be like at the game, like take a selfie. I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> and deep down, I like look like a wet dog. Like I'm just trying to like, <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah. And again, I'm traveling in a suitcase. I actually carried two suitcases around everywhere. So some Airbnbs I stayed in would like, you'd have to like go up the stairs. The stairs might be like, you know, like really, really skinny and mm-hmm. I'm sitting there just, like, with my suitcases, two suitcases, yeah. like, carrying it one by one by yeah. one. And I was just like, what is this life? Like, this is, like, a chaotic life right now. Um, but it was fun. Like, um, that is really how I, I took off and grew my following. I'd say TikTok was already – my TikTok didn't really grow because my content changed. Um, but on Instagram, my content like grew a lot. Um, and I think that the whole reason behind why I first wanted to start the tour was for my nephew that's been battling cancer. He can't go to football games. So at every single stadium, I brought an item with me actually. And so I was able to gift it to him and create a movie for him to watch that's what dumb. it's like that's going awesome. to every stadium. And so I never shared that story behind the reason why I wanted to do it. Um, I felt like I didn't want people to offend my nephew um, or make fun of his appearance or anything like that because he he went through radiation at such a young age that his face is a little configured because it stopped the growth, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, so I didn't want people to make fun of him. And I was like, people can make fun of me. People can say what they want. People can say that I'm out here 
daddy's money even though yeah. my daddy doesn't have money yeah. <laughs> yeah. like they cut me off so are people recognizing you and this is what they're telling you um or would just, they comment this on like just comedy yeah, yeah people comment you know like this keyboard warriors mm-hmm. um that they go hard in my comments like if you ever want to like yeah read a a good thing just uh things if say you're just feeling bad about yourself just uh read my comments we know the keyboard warriors he's posted a video about me about the the title was the greatest texas players of all time but what the video was about was my favorite texas players of but all you gotta time you got to clickbait them so how to get And then that. I just got cooked in the comments and then he just posted a and video and then I say he just posted a video a MMA video and they were like, why don't you get in there and do martial arts? Why don't you get in there and take them down? Like, I was like, bro. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's another thing, too. Like, I don't know. Like, we all consume content. But me, personally, I've never felt the need to just go comment on some random person's post that no. I've never met and will probably never meet and just say something mean. Like, for what? Like, what are you I don't think I've that? ever commented on a post in general. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, I mean, that's a good segue into, like, another question, too, is um, you're pretty, like, in tune with your audience and stuff, at least on Instagram, like from me following you now and stuff. And Mm -hmm. when you post your content, you do respond to a lot of people and uh, talk to them and stuff. So like, I guess like what, like, or or like, how is it? Cause you're obviously reading these comments. So like you had to have trained yourself to just ignore what people are saying. Cause you are like in the, in the weeds, like engaging with your fans and stuff. Yeah. 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 I mean, I just, I'm so like, beyond really reading into what people have to say. I think starting my career kind of on TikTok really mm-hmm. trained me for that <laughs> because I think when when you have someone that is not only in sports sharing opinions, you, you still get hate from that. Mm-hmm. But then when you tag on the fact that I'm a female, I think that that also adds another element, um, which I'm not saying that it... That's always the case, yeah. but um, in my situation, when I was growing my TikTok, I didn't have a following. It kind of was because, hey, people don't really know who I am. Like, who am I to be able to share people, <laughs> you know, yeah. share share my advice? Like, people are like, who are you? Mm. Like, what are you doing? Um, so, yeah, I just, I don't pay much attention to it. I feel like uh, there's a lot of disturbing stuff in there. Like, oh, yeah. I, yeah, I, mean, I saw one of your posts recently like uh, this guy was like uh do you do like of content and then you were like that's not the content i do or something and, yeah. just, and i was just like one that's crazy but i thought it was funny that you like responded to him because he probably like oh she's not going to respond and then like you responded to him he like looks stupid now you yeah know? i know i get that all the time and like hey Girls that do that, you do your thing. I support. I have nothing against mm-hmm. it. That's just not my path and mm-hmm. my journey. So um, I have nothing against it. But again, like it's kind of annoying when you get that comment all the time because like I some some clothes that I wear, some tops that I wear might come off mm-hmm. as obviously revealing. Yeah. Because of certain situations of my body. Yeah. But it's like. It's not meant to do that. Yeah, like, no, exactly. That's not what I'm trying to do. Like, exactly. I'll even, I'll even show like, say I work out, I wear a crop top or like shorts, but that's just because that's what I work out in and I'm comfortable in my body. But I'm not comfortable in the fact that I want to sell my body. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, and I Fair feel enough. like we're in a day and age where like, just because you're a famous 
girl that's a consecrator, like that's what you do. Yeah. And that's that's what sucks about it as well. Yeah. yeah. No, no, for sure. Um, going back to when you were like doing all these games and stuff like that, um, obviously you're having to wear like apparel and whatnot for the teams or typically the home team is what it looks like. Mm -hmm. um, are you, are they, are the teams giving you apparel or do you, are you having to go buy that yourselves with the stipend and all that? Like how, how does that work? Yeah. So usually the team would give me apparel. They, they always did. Every single time I have team apparel on, it's because I was gifted it. That's nice. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of why people would label me as a bandwagon. But it was, <laughs> like, I get it. I get but it. you got to dress for the team you're you there, there. You know, you can't just be, like, wearing a white T-shirt every game. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. Because it was one of those things that the teams are the ones that gift me the tickets. Yeah, okay. So, like, I can't just show up there and be like, yeah, I'm not rooting for any of these guys. Like, I'm just, I'm just here. Like, I have mm -hmm. to like show that like I'm a fan of them and like mm -hmm. experience what it's like to be a fan. Like, even if I'm not. Now, there were times, obviously, like the Broncos didn't gift me anything, which is fair. The Chargers didn't give me anything, <laughs> which is fair. The Raiders <laughs> give me the whole anything. AFC West, huh? <laughs> whole AFC West. They're like, <laughs> nah, you, you like the Chiefs, like move on but <laughs> they they did like gift me tickets which was nice yeah. like but so yeah i mean would you have to go buy their apparel at that point oh uh, no no yeah you're not anti you just wore regular clothes yeah I, I just wore regular <laughs> clothes yeah, yeah. yep uh, sure enough. What, what what fan bases were the were the most i was taught? gonna i was gonna yeah. ask that i was like i was gonna say what fan bases who had the best fan base who had the worst fan base who had the loudest fan base and what play do you remember the most yeah, that's a that's a really really good one. Um, I'd say probably the worst fan base. I mean, at, it's hard to say because I like every single fan base for specific reasons. Um, I'd say one that gets labeled pretty negatively would be Philly fans, Eagles fans. <laughs> I mean, it, it's not that they're uh, you know awful but i i think you have to understand that like people in philly people in like new jersey are very blunt and tell very. you how it is yeah like they can come off as assholes and that's mm. okay like like that's okay for a midwest person like me or someone in the south like that's like whoa hold mm. on but they just say how it is like mm. like they're, they're not afraid like they they literally don't give two fucks like mm. who comes their way or like who insults them or what mm. comes out of their mouth. Mm -hmm. Like it's crazy. I mean, I obviously would get chirped all the time. Like I, I was stupid. So this was before they played the chiefs in the mm -hmm. super bowl, but I would show up there wearing chiefs apparel. I would. <laughs> and I would literally get chirped like no other middle fingers everywhere. And you got the last laugh. Yeah. Yeah, right? I didn't even know, like, hey, they're, they're going to play each other probably. Like, this was, like, early on in the season, mm -hmm. um, but I still did it. Um, but then as far as the nicest fans, uh, really, I have so many fan bases that I just love. Um, Seahawks fans are really nice. I'd say, what's another really nice one? Man, I I personally love Packers fans. I think they're so nice. I know when they played the Cowboys, there was some like beef <laughs> and stuff. Um, but they again were so nice to me and not judgmental. Um, Cowboys fans are always nice to me too. I think it's one of those things that like 
in general, like a lot of fan bases aren't really that mean um, because I am wearing their home team. Mm -hmm. So they're all pretty nice to me. I will say at a Packers game, one of my friends that works with the NFL, she lost her phone um, and she like couldn't find it anywhere. And a Packers fan like apparently like found it and brought it to her. And she, wow. she's like, that's she's, crazy. Yeah. She's that's based crazy. out of LA and she's like, that's never happening in LA. Yeah, um, no, no, that's never happening, happening many places. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and even her keys to the rental car, she had an Audi. She lost both of those, her phone and the Audi car keys. So they, they like brought it to her. And that is, the, that's, yeah. that, sure that's crazy. Yeah. That's they, awesome. Many places. That's like, so that kind of shows how the people are uh-huh. in Green Bay. They're, they're genuine people. They're really nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of them, they, they just live in this small neighborhood. It's just mm-hmm. like very, very small it's, community. Yeah, it's crazy. My, mm-hmm. uh, one of my really good friends is uh, from Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. He's a big Green Bay, Green Bay fan. And it's like the stadium's literally in the neighborhood. And they're the only team in the NFL where the fans own the team instead of like it having an actual owner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, what were your what, what was your favorite stadium? What was your least favorite stadium? I know you like did a video on it, yeah. but for the viewers, like, what would yeah. you say is your least and, and favorite? Yeah, my least and the reasons why too. Yeah, my least would be. So last year I said FedEx Field, but I kind of changed it this year to MetLife, and the reason why for MetLife is just. That stadium, for being the the home base for the Giants and the Jets, two New York teams, is just like, it's a hassle to get to. It's nothing special. It's super big. And it's just kind of like, I feel like th- there's not the greatest amenities. And I've been in their suites. I've been in their clubs. I've been to it now four times in the past two seasons where like I feel like I can accurately say that it's it's not great. Um, I even on my way out of the stadium, I missed the train and I could not get an Uber. Like I it was I know there's difficulties getting Ubers out of games no mm-hmm. matter what, but like I literally was waiting for an Uber for two hours wow. to not get one. And so it was just crazy. And there are people like these little drivers that were like, ma'am, I'll take you, I'll take you. And I'm like how much? He's like, 300. No. No. <laughs> I was like, I literally could, I, I could technically probably walk there. It was like only two miles, but like okay. I I just didn't yeah. know the area well mm-hmm. enough to do that. Um, so, and then as far as my favorite, I mean, it's Lambo. It's just mm-hmm. like, it, it's an iconic location for the fact that you are in a neighborhood. And yeah. I've been to now two snow games there in the past That's two seasons. Far. And those two snow games are just, it's iconic. It's like yeah. a Christmas card, <laughs> like uh, just a movie almost. You're like just there with the snow falling and it's just, uh, it's a neighborhood. It just feels like a small community. And I mean, they have a super nice pro shop um, mm. that some stadiums don't have. And the fans there are so nice. Like, don't get me wrong. You're sitting on metal Features, yeah. but you're not really sitting during the game. Everyone's standing. Yeah, super traditional. Yeah, yeah, it is, and I like that. I feel like nowadays, like SoFi Stadium to me, it's super nice, but it's nothing like the the fan atmosphere, the yeah. fan experience is gone. And it's in LA too. Like LA, there's just so much to do there. Yeah, that 
I mean, you, with USC, like the Coliseum hasn't been filled up in years, you know, mm-hmm. like there's just so much to do in LA. So yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Definitely different. Uh, how's the Cowboy Stadium? I love Cowboys. It's a top five for me for sure. Nice. Yeah. Um, what was the play that you remember the most out of all of them? Ooh, the play I remember the most. I think it was last year during the Bills versus Vikings game. I believe it was a catch by Justin Jefferson. Yes, yeah. there was like that crazy one. It was like yeah. it was like fourth and twenty-seven. Yeah, it was like a what, the one. Oh, the one-handed yeah. catch. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you were there for that. That, yeah. that was crazy. crazy. I, was I remember I like missed it and I had to like YouTube th- TV. Thankful for that. I had to like rewind. No, it. yeah, I was watching that game. That was crazy. Yeah. The stadium go crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because there were there were still like a ton of Vikings fans there. But um, I remember I was freezing cold because that stadium was not nice. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the Bills fans are so fun. They're crazy. I know. Jumping on burning tables now. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And there's a guy. um, He's uh, Pinto Ryan. And he literally, every it's a tradition. Every single game, he gets squirted with mustard and ketchup. What? <laughs> like his whole body? His whole body. Like, oh like his, the, the whole crowd is there just watching him. And they're literally drenching him and ketchup that and mustard. That is crazy. I wonder how that what even a started. Yeah. yeah. And the ketchup and mustard is so random. Like, that's yeah. not even like... The Bills color. I feel like that's something the Steelers would do, like Heinz Field. Like, yeah. I don't yeah. Know. Like that, that's on brand. Something. Yeah. Um, how was it like planning the content uh, like visiting the stadiums and like working with like the stadiums? Yeah. So like planning the content as like, what am I going to post? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was a little challenging, I would say, because like, what people don't realize, I would say, is that I'm doing all the content myself. Like, everything that I do is literally just me. Like, I'm having to get help from some random person. Like, hey, can you hold the phone right here so I can, like, take a video? Um, just, like, it's all done by me, which is, like, very, very challenging. So um, I come in with some sounds. Now, um, I, I think of just, like... What what would stink was I would create these long videos that were super informative. They're super nice, taking me a long time to do. Well, they wouldn't do nearly as well as videos that were just like a selfie of me with a clip of the play. I'm like, (laughs) seriously? So then I kind of just transitioned to that. And like my mind is kind of like a library of TikTok sounds. Like it's just constantly just (laughs) (laughs) constantly playing a sound. So um, yeah, so I was just thinking of different TikTok sounds to do, like when I see a moment happen, and Mm. that's just kind of what I go in and do, I guess. Mm -hmm. Now, if I'm collabing with a team, I can't use like certain TikTok sounds just because they have certain like rules and regulations. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it's kind of what I did. So we had mentioned that, you know, you'd went to that, you know, Chiefs Eagles game early in the season that year, this following year. Um, and then you ended up going to the Super Bowl, which is an incredible experience. That's like nuts. super jealous of that. Like, um, yeah. Well, I, that's a, definitely a bucket list thing. So how was going to the Super Bowl? And then um, you were able to do something, I think it was with Sports Illustrated there. And you were uh, interviewing uh, people. You sat down with people like CeeDee Lamb, Jamar Chase, JJ Watt, those guys. Um just how was that experience and like how'd you get that opportunity to do that? Yeah, so um just when I was doing the tour, I remember I got reached out to by Sports Illustrated and they were like, Hey, we were thinking of having you come and interview 
players at Radio Row for us um, during the Super Bowl this year. And I got this news back like in October and I was like, what? Mm -hmm. Like I was so excited, so nervous, like just everything. Like it was it was crazy. Um, and so it just so happened to be that like my own team, the Chiefs, were there. It was like a dream come true, honestly. Um, and the Super Bowl was was so much fun. So I was there like Monday through Monday the next week. And mm -hmm. every day I was doing interviews. So um, I would get my hair and makeup done at 4 a.m. And wow. then I would be at Radio Row at 7 a.m. And I would do interviews. We would do interviews until 2 p.m. Um, and then I had an event that night, whether it was um, NFL, like, walk hall of fame kind of thing like, like just different nfl events that i would have to be on the red carpet holding mm. a mic just randomly asking people <laughs> um but obviously they would stop by me which was nice because i'm not really like someone that is like hey i gotta ask you something like i'm not really that type of person but they would stop since it was like sports illustrated mm. so like that was nice um but yeah i mean I interviewed so many different professional athletes that it was um, really, really, really fun. Um, I got to know them better and just kind of see some athletes for who they are rather than like who they appear to be. Um, I, I remember also when I was on the red carpet, I had like a couple NFL players that were walking by with their like wives or girlfriends would be like, hey, TikTok, I know you. <laughs> that's so cool. It was that's cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. That's cool that's to like dope. be recognized yeah. for like what you're doing. And um, I guess even from there, like the Super Bowl and all that experience, um, what was something about the Super Bowl that was like underwhelming? And then what was something that you've seen like growing up on TV that like del over delivered when you finally saw it in person? Yeah, so I would say underwhelming part would just be be the fact that I feel like a lot of the people that are at Super Bowls are like celebrities. Like obviously you have like the the great fan bases like you know some really diehard fans, but I'd say like it's still different than going to a regular season game for the fact that the tickets are so expensive. And you have to travel there and yeah. everything. That's what I think. Uh, I don't remember what's him right now, but I just recently told somebody in our friend group that I was like, it just sucks that, like, I wish those tickets weren't so expensive. I mean, I, I, mean, I get why they are because it's, mm -hmm. it's a Super Bowl. It's the most watched event and for a while now. And the biggest fans are people who can't afford it. Mm -hmm. And it sucks. And they'll never just to get to experience that in their mm -hmm. lifetime just because they can't afford it. And I, I, I wish that there was just some way where those fans, like, like the Green Bay fans, like mm -hmm. if there was a way when, when they went, uh, mm -hmm. 2012 or whatever, um, that they got to experience, like mm -hmm. going buy a ticket and experience that. Mm -hmm. so for just, someone like you, like, if you save up 27 years, you, know, right? you, might, sure. you might have to put a savings away so whenever yeah. the Cowboys make it, you have it saved First up. row. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. So, Might be my know. kids call it tuition at that point. You're never making <laughs> it. True. Damn. True. Um, yeah. But I'm super jealous that you got to go. Uh, for one, that, like you said, it's a bucket list. I mean, I think everybody w wishes they got to go to the Super Bowl at one point in their life. Not only did you get to go, you got to watch your team. Not only did your team go, your team won it. Yeah. yeah. What was that experience like? Because, I mean, you're there. Like, are you confident they're going to win? Or are you, like, are you nervous, don't know what to expect? And then they, like, you see them win. It's just. Yeah. 
So I was absolutely nervous the whole entire time. Like I had no idea. And the part that was difficult was I was there with Sports Illustrated. So obviously I can't show who I'm rooting for. Like I can't that wear my sucks. team colors. And I was like, seriously. Um, and like I'm watching the game at the press box. And so like at the end of the game, it was like the last like four minutes of the game. Didn't really know what was going to happen during then because I was down in the tunnel. Because oh I was waiting gosh. for the players to come out of the tunnel to, like, interview them real quick. So I couldn't see what happened the very end of the game. But, like, I'm still grateful I got the opportunity to go. But, like, me being selfish in a way was like, man, I wish I was there. So you didn't get to, like, see them, like, win? win or, win like, the confetti field. drop? and no. Like, like Nope. Nope. Oh. Nope. I did not see that. That's tough. Which is kind of like, yeah, I know, because I was there just for work. So, like, mm. I, you know, I was happy to be there, experience it. Absolutely, but, yeah. Um, That's like the, the, the pro and con of it. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, you get to go, but, like, yeah. you can't watch, like, you can't cheer on your team and you don't get to watch yeah. the end of it. Yeah, I saw the, the Hunt family, like, they came out like right beside me and they were super happy. And then I saw like Brittany Mahomes holding the baby and like that whole family. So I was like, okay, Chiefs one. Yeah. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> like they're like sprinting out. So I'm like, yay. Um, so yeah, that, that was good. But yeah, I missed it. And I went on the field like after everything, like after post game interviews, because I was there with the post game interviews, like interviewing the players, hearing them, which was super cool. Um, but then I got to get some confetti on the field. I gave my family. That's, like, dope. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, I just yeah. like take something back home. I was like, I didn't see it come down, but like, yeah, there I it was is. there. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. there. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big uh, baseball fan. I'm a big oh, college yeah. baseball fan, and um, a lot of teams who go to Omaha, it's hard to make it there, and not many yeah. teams go back. Yeah. Um. So a lot of the players are like, uh, for like the, I guess the lesser teams like coast carolina won when they went but like teams like coast carolina a lot of those guys will like scoop up dirt or if it's their last like season they'll scoop up dirt from the from the yeah, um, like a jar. field and then yeah. the, they just keep that forever because it's it's that's the college road series and that's like where everybody's goal is to make it and it's like mm -hmm. to get to show that you got to play in that like here's dirt from the college mm -hmm. series that's mm -hmm. what that's what some people do really cool yeah so, so like with the nfl season coming to a close obviously the playoffs are going on and you just went to the the texans game um, we were talking about that, you going out there. Um, I guess since you are like super into the NFL and football in general, uh, what's like the plans normally for you like look like during the off season? Yeah, so I actually do go to a lot of uh, baseball games. Okay. I had a very similar thing um, last year with MLB. I did the World Baseball Classic. I was their like correspondent that's person yeah that's so fire. i was at every single game um that were in the u.s i was about to ask yeah. you yeah. go yeah yeah i went uh so i was in arizona and then i was in miami um and that was cool because i they had like a total of six different content creators and there was i was just the u.s one they had one representing like different countries so like the japanese content creator that was there um, from japan him and I became like best buds because obviously the championship game was yeah. US versus yeah. Japan, yeah. you know. Man, we lost. Um, so, but it was <laughs> cool to like understand like his culture mm -hmm. and things like that. And so I did um, just a lot of different um, partnerships with some like minor league teams and discussing like just fun little ballparks. Like um, in Dallas, they have one with a lazy river. Mm -hmm. um, here they have Round Rock 
the minor league mm-hmm. team. Um, they have like a baseball thing. It's called a oh, home at the, run at dugout. The, at the uh, Express Stadium? Yeah. yeah. It's called uh, the dugout. dugout. Yeah, yeah, it's called the dugout. And you can yeah. go and like, it's like a simulation. It's like, I get kind of like top golf, but mm. like a ball comes up and you hit it. Oh, and it like, cool. You hit a screen and like projects like how far, like, so like a golf simulator almost. Like, yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll be gotcha. hitting over the fence every time, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, hey, I understand. Yeah, <laughs> but so I kind of like to uncover things like that. Now, I I would love to be able to kind of develop my own show, perhaps like that. That's a goal that I have. Um, but just kind of seeing where the journey goes. I will be at the Super Bowl this year again. Oh, okay. Which is fun. It's in Jealous. Vegas. Yes, so, yeah, that's uh, gonna be crazy. Yeah. I guess at this point I was talking out of my ass, but I was like, man, if the Cowboys <laughs> make it, I'm gonna be in Vegas. I probably won't be at the game, but I'm gonna go to Vegas. And See? that was just, I'm a Texas fan too, obviously. Um, but I was like, if we make it, I'm gonna go to Houston because that's where the national championship was. Like, yeah. I'm at least gonna be there. And uh, none of them made it, so I guess I won't, I won't be seeing God. you there. Thank God. <laughs> no. But that's that's fire. You get to go again. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm still, like, configuring how to uh, get a place there and stuff because, obviously, like, this year I'm doing it on my own. Um, so that's expensive, but um, we're going to make the best of it. I will. I have kind of, like, in the works, like, a brand deal to, like, actually go to the game, pay for the ticket. That's fine. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, so it's just getting there is – I was gonna ask, did you have you been in the stadium yet? But clearly you've been. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I because I was in Vegas for my birthday um, this past fall, and I was like, "Where's this stadium at?" But like the T-Mobile Arena, the Legion Stadium, just kind of ducked off in the back, mm-hmm. and I was like, "That's eh, kind of underwhelming." Yeah, 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 it is. It is. It's a nice stadium inside, though. They have like a club um, section that's like mm-hmm. what's it called? It's called I think the Winhouse Club. But it's just like, right, you're basically on field level. And okay. it's literally a club. <laughs> like, I don't know how to describe it, but it's just just a club for people to just go in. And, like, tickets to get in there are, like, 5000 Can you see, like, the field and everything? Uh-huh. Is it kind of like what there. the Cowboys do? I mean, it's not like a club, uh, but it's like similar like in the corner like that. and stuff. Well, like, they have, like, on the sideline. Like like they look like dugouts. Yeah. 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 It, it's similar to that, yes, but it's just on one, like, end zone. And it's one of those things that it's, like, like there's, like, bottle girls. And, like, it's, like, an actual, like, Vegas, like, club. Oh, that's oh, okay. that's cool. Yeah, like yeah, a club cool. club. Yeah. Okay. What's over there? The Lexar? That the closest hotel you'd be to? Or, I guess, casino hotel you'd be to? Oh, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I think because that's the pyramid one. I have awful luck, so I literally don't <laughs> like to gamble. <laughs> well, I'm saying like that's the closest like hotel to oh, the stadium. Is it? I, is it's it? it's got to be like the Lexar, maybe Mandalay Bay. Um, oh. Yeah, those would be like probably the closest to the stadium because yeah. they're more towards like the airport side of it. I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm probably gonna stay like do a shared room in an Airbnb or something. Pretty cheap. Yeah, hey, I mean, even then, but yeah, even then it's yeah. like the. When you're flying, like it's like the strip, and then maybe, well, obviously, traffic's kind of crazy there, but like maybe five minutes off the strip is like the neighborhoods, if that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, okay, so obviously, going to Super Bowl, thank you for telling us that and oh, the news. Yeah. But uh, so obviously, you know, done a ton with the NFL, um, and you said you, were, you did like the World Baseball Classic. 
Um, I would figure someone like another organization like the NBA or MLS or NHL seeing kind of like what you're doing for the NFL and the brand exposure for that sport. And the ratings came out for the playoff games and NFL is crushing. Like every playoff game has like 25 plus million views. So obviously the most popular sport in America um, is the NBA or any of the other, you know, major American sports organizations hit you up to kind of do something similar for them? Or are you trying to like stay in a niche for now and then maybe tap mm-hmm. into that, some of that other stuff? No, they, they have all of the above has, and I, I've gone to games for all of them. I had probably after I did the college basketball final four, mm-hmm. um, the next opportunity I had was with the warriors. Mm-hmm. So I was going there a couple times and doing like, uh, just kind of showcasing fan experience mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And it was cool because again, the guy that I interviewed mm-hmm. for AT&T, Bill Walton yeah. was literally seats right next to mine at the warriors game. And I was like, wow, this yeah. is a sign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. but, um, so yeah, I, I love NBA. Um, I, I did a lot with the Spurs. Okay. I, I've been doing a lot with them. I went to the NBA draft with them. They sent me there. Oh, wow. Um, so I've got to meet Wimby and I, I, <laughs> I, plan to do more stuff with the Spurs just mm-hmm. during the football season. I, I really can't. Yeah. Um, NHL, I was there opening night for Tampa Bay um, Lightning, which was really fun. Um, so I haven't done a ton with MLS, but I would love to be able to experience more. Mm-hmm. Um, I also want to do more college. I love college football. I love college basketball. Um, I think they're both so much fun. Um, it's just kind of I'd say it's easier in ways to work with them, but it's also harder in ways to get sponsored to work with them. It's not as as popular, or yeah, it is, but it's like I feel like they're different. like all like sponsorship or like yeah. Nissan yeah. is like for call. Like you think of when it's college football, like Nissan's like probably like the biggest sponsor in Chick Fil A uh, and Dr Pepper. And the thing is too with like college sports, especially college football, it's like they're the NCAA is so like behind the times and there's so there's like it's like the wild west like there's no like true like governing body structure like the nfl is like an organization 32 teams like the shield so it's like all very like there's an infrastructure there but like these other sports like college no infrastructure so it's just kind of like random you know i think the mls would be a great opportunity for you especially like living in austin now you have austin fc yeah we were we were good in year two almost won the whole thing went to the western conference finals lost Last year we didn't even make the playoffs yeah, tenth last year in the West, the but hoping hopefully in year four improvement. We just drafted somebody good too. Yeah, so, so if you Ooh. yeah, so if you want to you know do something with MLS, I, I, they'd probably love to work with you, especially because you're, you're local too. That yeah. and the Spurs are coming to Austin here pretty. Yeah, soon. at the Moody Center. Yeah, they're, they're playing two. They play uh, the Nuggets, the Nuggets, and the, and the Timberwolves. Yeah, when in April, April I think. They're yeah. back to back. It's like April eighth and ninth or something like yeah. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They've been doing that for like the last couple of years, trying to like grow like the Austin, I guess, fan market. And um, I was telling him, I was like, I would just love them to just move here. Like, yeah, and they're. Um, I think it's like uh, they're doing it for here on out. Two games in Austin, at least two games in Austin every a year. year. Yeah. Do yeah. you think they'd eventually move out? Uh, I I would say no. probably not only because the UT holds so much power as a brand, but I don't think it would be a bad decision for them because like obviously we have Austin FC and yes it is soccer so it's not going to really and it's in a different year uh, like time period than UT football 
but I could see the Spurs being very successful here, depending on like where it was located and and stuff like that. Because yeah. having an NBA, I mean, we have F one here, like we're starting to get more mm-hmm. stuff. So having an NBA NBA team, I think would just make Austin even more. And like I don't know, I just feel like we'd be a better market than San Antonio. I think it would be like more profitable. Personally, yeah. I don't know, yeah. but like that's just like what I think. At least he's more of a Spurs fan to me. I can't stand the Spurs. I don't know. I think they're just like <laughs> it's that the team. The team just means too much to the city. Um, I mean, just yeah, five championships, five too. championships. I mean, you you like when you think of like David Robinson, Tim Duncan, like this, like in the San Antonio Spurs. Like if they change to like the Austin Spurs, like you like you. I don't think you'll like relate any of that to like the Spurs. Mm-hmm. I think the city is just. I mean, the team is just too iconic to the city. And, like, that's – I guess, like, that's all the city has going for them as well. Like you said, we have Q2. We have F1. We have the Longhorns. We have um, the Express. Like, we already have so much where mm-hmm. the live music capital we have of the world. Joe so like, Rogan. Like, we the have Mother Joe Ship, Rogan. Like, like we have all this stuff already. Yeah. So, I don't – for me, I don't see a reason for them to, like, bring – another professional sports team to here. Um, I think MLS was probably like perfect and good, but other than that, I don't, I don't see them because they've said they've mentioned baseball. They've mentioned like a professional football team. Mm-hmm. I don't see them bringing another professional team to the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it also centralized enough. Like you can go to Houston, Dallas, yeah. San Antonio in th- three hours for all of them under. So yeah. Like, if you want to go see the Cowboys or Texans or the Spurs, whoever, like, it's not, like, far or anything, too, so. Um, I guess going with all these sports, like, do you have to make sure you're tapped in with every sport or no? Um, To a degree, I'd say that, um, like, I, I'm very, like, honest and blunt when it comes to sports I'm not comfortable in. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I won't be here giving people advice on hockey. Yeah. Like, no, that's just not for me. Like, I want to experience hockey more to learn it. I'll be honest with you. I don't know much about hockey. Same. That, like, is a sport. <laughs> it's fascinating. Like, It's I can't super entertaining to watch, especially during the playoffs. Like, it's probably – it's so fast-paced. Like, it is nonstop action. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, My, I had a guy that like, I mean, he's a professional athlete, and he was like telling me he's like, it's kind of like basketball, and I was like, what? I think he meant like the people playing yeah. like five yeah. and five, but I was like, I just genuinely don't get that. Then like, you just confuse me more. Yeah. <laughs> like so. The power plays, and then it's like, when can you hit people? And there's like offsides, and yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. Like, yeah, I guess it's like a mixture of like basketball and soccer because like there yeah. is offsides. You mm-hmm. can't like just hit anyone like you want to. You can't tackle anyone mm-hmm. like you want to in soccer. So I guess it's like a mixture of both. Yeah. Um, are you tapped in with like F1 at all? No. I, I'd love to be able to get more into that. I, I started doing some like IndyCar events this okay. year. Like I got a be driving one. It was oh, wow. in St. Louis. It was for one of the races there. Wow, that's cool. And I got cool. to drive it. And it was, How was that? so Oh my gosh! <laughs> which so uh, which make or model? I guess you could say. Do you know? Well, it's just an indie car. I don't know which one. It was just like okay. an indie car. Like I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. Well, yeah, because because like in F one, there's like Lamborghini, um, Ferrari, not Lamborghini, Ferrari, Por- uh, mm-hmm. Porsche's going in it, but different brands like that. Yeah. And I know an indie car, Porsche is an indie car because uh, that's my favorite car is Porsche. So like once they come to F one, I'm go to Porsche, Fantasy, and McLaren. But I know like. Porsche is like an Indy car. So it's a Ford's an Indy car. The, um, the best way to get into 
uh, F1, I would it's say, is to watch the show on Netflix. Like, oh. that's how I got into it. I told, It's called Drive to Survive. Uh, no free shout outs. I told him to, to watch that. And it's super easy to get into because it's literally like reality TV. Like, it's behind the scenes. It's like the fights, the arguments, like the drivers arguing with each other. And I think the first season was like the 2018 or 2019 F1 season, but they do it yearly. Yeah. So it's it's That's pretty cool to like cool. get in and yeah. you can learn it really quick from watching. It's an easy watch. Like, I think it'd be cool. And plus, you know, Coda's coming up again this year. So maybe something you could do as well, you know, just yeah. to do something. It turned different. into my favorite sport or one of my favorite sports um, just because like in football, like you can have one guy take over really. Like we'll just cowboy game. Uh, Aaron Jones literally just took over that game and yeah. he ran all over us, scored all the touchdowns. Um, basketball, you're going to have someone to take over. Like, this is the sport where, like, in my opinion, it takes literally the whole team to, like, have a successful race. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, it's like, yeah, somebody's behind the wheel, but there's somebody, like, talking to you and, like, giving you strategies to do. Mm-hmm. And then you also have to, like, be aware of, like, how you're driving to make sure your tires don't like wear mm, out. That's a, that's a lot. And then when you come in the pit stop, you have to like depend on your pit crew to like change everything, like change your tires in time, mm-hmm. fill you up fast enough, um, replace like your wings fast enough. And if they like mess up literally about like a millisecond, they can cost you the race. Oh, wow. Yeah. Are you into like UFC or MMA or any of that? Not yet. <sighs> I, I do enjoy UFC. Like, like I will say that I love that because for me, like, um, I even love taking kind of fighting classes. Like, I've done boxing training for a long time. I would never compete professionally. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> no. But just, like, I'm more like as a workout. Yeah. Um, but I, I enjoy it. I think it's fascinating. I would – I don't really want a loved one necessarily to do it. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like – which is very dangerous in ways, but yeah. um, it's fascinating for sure. Yeah, for there's sure. a girl right now. Um, I don't know if you how much you keep up with UFC, but there's a girl right now. She's like new on the scene. Um, she is popping off on the content side. Really? Um, yeah, she's popping off. Um, do you know her name? I can't remember her name. Is it Maria or Mary or something like that? Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, it's she's like she's not hired by the UFC or anything. Um, I don't know how she like gets all her passes and whatnot i guess just because she's popping off and like ufc just lets her back there and whatnot um but she like interviews all the fighters she does like a lot of tiktok content um mm. i can't remember her name but she is popping off right now and like when when he showed me your stuff you reminded me of her um just because she's like in doing the same like yeah. thing she's like independent and like trying to make a name for herself mm-hmm. and UFC is kind of they're hardcore fans, so they're like kind of giving her shit. Mm-hmm. But like, there's still a lot of people like showing her a lot of love. And there's she does like when she interviews fighters, just like questions that are just off the wall <laughs> that you wouldn't think of. And like, why are you asking them something like that? Even the fighters are like, oh, okay. And then like answer the question. But um, I'll find her name, but she's yeah, killing it right should. now. Yeah. Yeah. I have um, some friends that are girls that do WWE. And so I think that's yes, really fun. Let's but, go. Yeah. At yeah. <laughs> WrestleMania. Yeah. So I I enjoy like mm-hmm. like really all every sport I mm-hmm. appreciate. Um, I guess like when since you like blew up massing your followers and you know having the follower count you do, what was that like? Just you just see a number and then every day you wake up, you're like, dang, ten thousand followers, thirty thousand in bunches. 
Um, then you're getting way more engagement. You're becoming like recognizable. And then you, you say like you grew up back home, small, small town, like humble beginnings and whatnot. Like, how has that been for you? Yeah, I'd say it's been very interesting. I remember it was probably a game I went to like probably a month ago. It was so, it was kind of like funny on my part, but there was this uh, person that follows me mm-hmm. and they're like, Lacey, is that you? And I was like, and I was like, hi. And I was like, what's your name? Mm-hmm. And he told me his name and I'm like, I'm Lacey. Nice yeah, to meet you. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, he actually already knew like my name. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's still just like, I mean, I think that at the end of the day, like I'm just a normal human being like everybody else. Mm-hmm. And like, I still have a long way to go. Like mm-hmm. I'm just kind of getting started mm-hmm. that I don't view kind of my growth as me being ahead of people um just kind of like I still view myself as just like a small town kid I'm very I'm very quiet like people don't know really about my personal life at all like I I keep to myself I'm very um I just like I'm I'm very quiet about that stuff like Mm -hmm. I just really share my content out for people Mm -hmm. um and so I will always be humble that's just something that that was one of the that's what I told told these guys because I was like when I first you know, met you and stuff like that, just like working in the content industry and like you meet people with, you know, certain number of followers or, you know, certain reach or whatever they do. And like when I first met you, I was like, man, she is so humble and just so genuine. And I was just like, that really resonated with me because that's kind of how we like try to model ourselves Mm -hmm. and just, you know, be authentic no matter who we're speaking with or who we're meeting or whatever. And once like we had that connection, I was like, oh yeah, like I I definitely like would like us to work with her because... Yeah. Those are the type of people we're always looking to like meet and, and talk to and get to know. So yeah. Yeah. that was going to be one question I was going to ask you was who is Lacey Brown when she's not making content? Because obviously mm-hmm. you're just always in front of the camera. You're always doing something with sports teams or for yourself or whatever the case is. So it's going to be who is Lacey Brown when she's not making content? Yeah, that is such a good question. I don't know if I've ever been asked that before. Um really good question I would say I am someone that I love working out that's something that I always always am doing um I'm also someone that's very family oriented and like very much so for my friends um and I'm a homebody I watch Netflix every night like I I I don't really go out ever or do any of that um so I'm very very chill but um, I'd say I'm very, very family oriented. Like my sister, she lives here. That's a part of the reason I came here. Um, and she's married and has four kids. And so I'm literally, I FaceTime the kids every single day because they like call me, like they're like, Alexa, call Aunt Lacey. And then it like calls me and I'm <laughs> yeah. like, oh my gosh. <laughs> um, but they're, they're like, kind of like, obviously I don't have kids. So they're kind of like yeah. my own kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm goofy. I'm probably like a very weird person. I'm very put together, like on my social media and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'd say that I'm very like, uh, very focused on my family. That's good. Nice. Yeah. What's your uh, go-to Netflix show? Ooh, so I've literally probably watched every single one. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I'm literally now just re-watching stuff because I kid you not, like I'm up to like 2 a.m. Just like I'm sitting there like trying to do content on my phone 
And I don't even have a TV in my place right now. So, like, I'm watching <laughs> it on my computer. So, I have it on my computer. So, I literally am now rewatching Project Runway, which is, like, stupid, I know. But I classic. actually enjoy it. I it's actually a, enjoy it's it. It's a classic. Yeah. yeah. Cause, cause I like, like, Tim, his name's Tim, right? Yeah. I used to watch it with my mom when I was younger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's having on. See, it's yeah, good. Yeah, it's, it's a classic. Good. Yeah, I mean, but I have literally have watched every single Netflix series. Like, I'm not even kidding, because literally I watch it when I get home tonight, 2 a.m. I just have it, like, background. Do you only use Netflix or you use, like, Hulu and all uh, that stuff? I have it all. I okay. have Hulu. I have HBO. I have Disney. I have uh, Amazon Prime. Streaming service. Oh, yeah. Amazon Prime. I was going to mention a movie, but. Sovereign? You, you watched it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Yeah, sure oh, my, you oh, my, about. oh my gosh! He hasn't watched it yet, but me and me and Albert or Bert, sorry, I had to correct it. Me and Bert were. Uh, I was gonna come tackle you. I know. You said me. Me and Bert. Me 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 and Bert. Okay. Okay. Me me and Bert were talking about it in the group chat, and I was like, "Bro, that was the weirdest movie." Like. I've ever, not not probably not I've ever seen because I'm sure I've seen something worse, but just like in a long time, like it was just. Did you watch there. Don't Leave the World Behind? What? Don't Leave the World Behind? Is that what it's called? Don't Leave the World Behind? On Leave, leave the, the World, world behind, behind on Netflix. Oh yes, it is. Yeah, that movie made me mad. I yeah. thought that movie was weird. Yeah, it, I didn't like the ending. The ending was trash. I didn't yeah. trash. So like, I didn't really like the transitions of it yeah. either. I didn't like really like the. I felt like the acting could have had like could have been a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then the ending. And it was always just kind of like, what is going on? Like, because you don't really know what's going on. No. Mm-hmm. And then you're yeah. just like, what is going on? But it, it did keep, <laughs> keep you locked in. It did keep you locked but in. But yeah, Saltburn, yeah. mm-hmm. weird. And then like, there's like, there's people that are like praising it. And there's people that are just like, it's just weird. Like, yeah. it's not a good movie. But yeah, I was just curious if you've seen that. Because oh, you said yeah. Amazon Prime. I was like, oh, yeah. I'm sure she's probably watched you know, that. No, I've watched. I've yeah. seen everything. Yeah. I've actually like... I've been like casted for like one Netflix show, but I like it's not like what I would want. Okay. For a brand, it's like too hot to handle. Oh, I was about to say like a Love Island type deal. Yeah, Love like... Island would be I'd say a little different. Okay. I'd say too hot to handle is like the concept is like um, basically whoever can not have sex, mm. basically, and it's like that's easy. Like, I would win that show. I'd be like, I'm winning all the money. But it's apparently, like, people that are, like, so horny. Yeah. They have to, like, have sex all the time. And I was like, I don't want that. Yeah, that's my image. Yeah, no. <laughs> I feel like it's like a... That shows like an egotistical show. Yeah. yeah. They're like, oh, I look good. I know I look good. I can pull you. Let's What's go. that one show where they, like, date in the room? You know? Love is blind. Love is blind. Yeah, that, yeah, that show makes me so mad. <laughs> and I'll watch it, though. So dumb. I know. So dumb. Uh, yeah. We'll not do that one either. Yeah. But, um, cool. Uh, well, tonight you can watch um, uh, the F one show. Drive to survive. Drive to survive. Oh, drive yeah, to the F one yeah. show. Yeah, give it a chance. Like, watch, that. Uh, watch the most recent season. I would say just because it's relevant, at least. Yeah. Um, Full swing is the golf one. That's oh. another dope one. Full swing is really I good. Mm-hmm. I like full swing. And then is quarterback is that like a is that like a quarterback is that. amazing you watched that one yeah that was okay. really good that was good is yeah. that gonna be like a continued thing they, well they to be, yeah they tried to get other quarterbacks on but they tried i think they, they asked joe burrow and some other people but they were like nah i guess for the time being but i mean they had the original cast was this is what really made me like Kirk cousins a lot too because it was Mahomes, Kirk cousins and Mariota, and i was just like 
man, Kirk Cousins is so good, and he just like he loses those tough games, but he's just he's just a dog. So I just I like and I like how he is like. You know, wears like Cole's clothes. It's very simple guy. I like, know. <laughs> like family so too. Like yeah. always cares about his kids. Just wants to be with his kids. And plays with them all. Exactly. Like. So and it's like he, like he just doesn't even look like he's in the NFL. He just looks I like know. a regular person. Just a regular person. <laughs> yeah, just a guy. So. I was at the game where um, Vikings game recently, where obviously Kirk Cousins is injured. But then he comes off and leads the school chant, and he like rips his shirt off. His son's like ripping his <laughs> yeah, shirt off. Yeah, yeah. It's like what on earth? Yeah, that was uh, cool. Um, I know you said you had some questions. I don't know if they were in here or not. But did you have any questions? Yeah, actually. Oh um, yeah. As a woman in sports in a male, predominantly male industry, dealing with all the backlash, like, what advice would you give to other women who are passionate about sports that want to get into sports? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. Honestly, I love that question. For me, um, I have advice and also kind of what I'm doing right now is I view it as, hey, I will take all the backlash. Backlash. I don't care if people hate on me. Like I want to be that person that kind of steps into that so that way the path is free for every other content creator to come and do it. Um, that's like a big goal of mine because I want it to be easier for the younger generation, the younger audience. And like, I have so many different young girls that I mentor that, um, I, they're kind of like my own kids too. Man, I really don't need kids at this point. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but as far as advice goes, I think it's just, don't take what people say to you behind a computer screen seriously at all behind their phone it's all just it comes from a place of insecurity and jealousy at the end of the day like someone is so low in their life and so hateful in their life that they feel the need to share that information um like it's it's an industry that it takes a lot of strength and courage and motivation to do and that any woman can really do it if they just set their mind to it and that they don't take information from the outside noise athletes deal with it really any anybody in sports I think like obviously like women do too but so do men um it's on both sides but it's really just staying focused to who you are and knowing that you're a bad bitch and you're a queen and you're a boss and uh that you can do it sweet yeah you have anything else I guess Mm-hmm. Uh, and do the things that you actually enjoy. Or, well, you enjoy sports, but like the things that you want to do in your leisure time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I would say that um, right now I'm on a really bad um, schedule. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, very, very, very bad. Um, I'd say in general, though, kind of what I like to do is so after the football season, I kind of just take time to more so chill to myself, which is kind of what I'm doing now. Like I did all those games, regular season games. I had the Super Bowl to look forward to, but I don't plan to travel any weekend. So I'm kind of now just like 
trying to recover. I had COVID after the football season and I got food poisoning. So I'm still <laughs> just like, uh, just trying to recover. But typically what I would do is um, I, I'm someone that I kind of run my day as like a schedule. Like, so I wake up at the same time. So on an off season, I would wake up at not that early because I love to stay up late. So <laughs> we'll say like nine o'clock and then nine o'clock until like 11, I'm running through ideas to make content like that. That's kind of my brainstorming hour. And then I work out, eat lunch, get ready. And then it's record time and editing time. And then I'll post something that evening. That's typically my schedule to what I do. And then that night, I'm also brainstorming ideas for the next day. But sometimes in that morning, some ideas roll in because it's like, say it's like something new, like that's when like East Coast time will like break news on something. And I'm like, ooh, how can I do an idea on this? So um, right now, obviously, I don't have a schedule. I'm just kind of like. Yeah, that's a, the content creator. Like you're, it's 24 seven. Like, yeah, there's really no true breaks, especially yeah. when you're trying to like hustle and get to it the way you're, you're doing it. Yeah. So, no, that's. Yeah. Yeah, that's I'm like always on Twitter, always like reading something, always adding notes, like especially with us doing all the other stuff we do outside of this. Like, like I mean, they're about to start shooting their uh, UFC uh, show called Double Knockout, and like I already know, like from the time they prep their notes, there's probably something that happened that they might want to add before they record. It's all yeah. this is ever changing, so I definitely yeah. get that. Look yeah. Unfortunately, I mean, un well, not unfortunately, but this one we're recording late because we typically are going to record it like in the middle of the week. But um, we had the holiday. Then we had an event yesterday. We had this today. The fight's on Saturday, so we're recording tomorrow. But like it'll be after everything's done. So like the weigh-ins are happening tomorrow. The post, the, the press conference happened today. Fight week happened today. You have all the embeddeds almost all the way out. Like this is this will probably be the week where like there won't be like any quote unquote breaking news because everything's already like done and the fight day is like the next day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, do you have anything yeah. else? Yeah. yeah. Go for it. Do you think? Has there anyone that you've ever been like starstruck by like that? You've, you've interviewed a lot of famous people. Yeah. Um, and like high caliber people. Yeah. Is there anyone that you were like, oh my God, like I can't believe I'm actually like interviewing this person. Yeah. Um, definitely a couple. Um, I'd say one in particular obviously like Shaq was really cool just because like he's Shaq he's funny he's goofy I like to be pretty goofy in interviews so like I I like did a joke and he acted so serious like he was like offended and then he like joked about it like, like he like made a joke right after <laughs> and I was like my reaction was like priceless because I was like I thought I like insulted him but I didn't like <laughs> it was funny um Seeing him was really, really cool and interviewing him. I'd say another one would have been Barry Sanders just because he's one of my favorite all-time, like he is my favorite NFL player ever. So like that was just insane for me. I was starstruck. I was like kind of like just all giddy. I like barely knew what to ask him because I was like, oh my God. Um, but yeah, I mean, th there's current like NFL players that are also really cool to interview, but um, kind of the ones that 
have been retired are the ones that I look at and I'm like the ones wow. you just like really grew up like yeah. as a kid yeah. watching yeah yeah my, my uncle uh rest in peace he actually played with Barry at Oklahoma State oh, he did. yeah so I have a signed autographed Barry Sanders jersey at my parents house sure and cards yeah. he has and the card, signed rookie and cards card. and all that yeah, yeah. So. they're uh they're roommates right Roommates and teammates. Well, yeah. So yeah. Cool. yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, he, my, my goat as best running back ever in the NFL. So that's oh, cool to hear that second yes, favorite player. It yeah. is. I loved how humble he is. That's yeah. something that I like to like. Model I saw something as. today on Twitter actually. It was like, uh, if the Lions made the Super Bowl, they should sign Barry to a one day contract. No, for and, sure. And let him go in one play if they won the cha- the Super yeah. Bowl. So, like, let him get a championship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even when I was, like, I was just, like, starstruck, and he was still just was, like, so humble. I was, like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's awesome. Who do you yeah. want to interview that you haven't yet? What? Who do you want to interview that you haven't yet? Oh, wow. I, that is, I think, actually, Travis Kelsey. I would love to interview Travis Kelsey. I think he's really fun. He has like a great personality. He can talk well. Um, kind of reminds me. One of my favorite interviews was with George Kittle, which is like a really funny, goofy guy. He's goofy. Mm-hmm. That is just so fun to interview. Um, and him and I'd say C.D. Lamb was also really nice to interview because he's so nice. Like, he's just, like, a genuine nice guy. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like some guys that you interview, like, really are just there because they have to be. Like, it's like mm. a slot interview. They yeah. have to be there. Like a yeah. Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. yeah. But they're, like, appreciative yeah. and, like, actually, like, enjoying the experience with you. Yeah. Or, yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Yeah. That would be insane. Are you a Swifty? Got a little... You know, I, so I personally, like, don't listen to her music. Okay. I, I do like, like, two of her songs. I have so much respect for mm-hmm. her, though. What she's done is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, I just personally listen to more, like, uh, rap and, like, hip-hop. So, like, my level of Taylor Swift would be, like, Nicki Minaj. Mm-hmm. Like, when Nicki Minaj, her album came out, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is everything. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> you going to her concert? Yes, I am. I'm going to go to one. Um, where is it? It was between different places because Austin was sold out. So I couldn't go to the one in Austin, but I'm going to fly to. There's one in Brooklyn that's still available that I'm going to try to fly to. That'd be dope. So, yeah, she, and she I didn't even know she was on, on tour, yeah, to be honest. She's coming to Austin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. Sold out like yeah. right away. And I was like, dang. So. Anything else? Yay! Well, thank you. Um, I mean, that's kind of it for me. Is that it for you? Yeah, that was it for me. Uh, thank, thank you yeah. so much for you know doing this. I know we had talked about it, and yeah. I was like, dang, like I was like, she's busy. Let me see when she's free. And then you were like, oh, I have a pretty free month. I was like, I'm telling these guys, like, all right, we got to lock her in, like get get her to sit down and shoot. And we're also just trying to get more female guests on as well because yeah. what you're doing is super unique and it's just super inspiring, not only for the females out there, but like for us, like just to see that you're able to you know, make content a full-time thing and, you know, do something you're really passionate about. And it's easy for you to work, you know, six to 11 every day because it's something you really love, yeah. you know, and striving to get to that point soon too on our end. But yeah, well, really, sure. really enjoy the convo, like learned a lot, very insightful and um, very inspiring and excited to see what you do in the future and continue to work with you as well. And yeah, do some other cool absolutely. Stuff. Um, before we hit this off, do you have any shout outs you want to give or anything for us or any questions you want to ask us? Um, not particularly. No, 
Is that okay? That's, yeah, that's fine. fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just give the option to every guest because some, yeah. some guests so, are just like, um, like, oh, how did y'all get started? Or like, yeah. why do y'all, like, they, they, they just, like, just like us, just curious. And mm-hmm. like, yeah. Ask questions. So we, I just give the, the, the opportunity to every guest, like, shout out to one gave anything for us before we hit it off. So, no, if you don't, that's all. That's fine. Yeah. No, um, I definitely like would love to like do something with you guys in the future. Yes. In any sort of any sort of way. Yeah. yeah yes. So. We're trying to like figure out ways to like besides the podcast, do other ways to like do other content. You know, mm-hmm. short form or just different ideas, documenting, and then we gave you the hat too. Like so, you maybe some like merch shoots and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Just just different things. Just inc- and we talk about it all the time. We don't want like the people we meet, the relationship to be like transactional. Like you meet somebody and I'm sure you already know how it is. You meet somebody, you talk to them then y'all work together and that's it. It's like a Mm -hmm. one-time thing, but it's like you continue to grow together. Like that's what makes it special too, unique. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Um, Like he said, I mean, I'm excited for your journey. I'm excited to see where you go. Um, It was a pleasure talking to you again. Thank you for taking time out your day. You have a busy life as we just heard. Um, So it does mean a lot just for you to take two hours out of your day and just come talk to us and oh, um, hang out with sure. us. So, um, won't be the last time. I mean, we're, we're no. I mean, we're all local. We're all Austin based. So, um, there's other content that we have planned in the future that we want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, we've shot it before, so I can say, but like the tailgate series, maybe oh. you come on with the tailgate series yeah. with us. Yeah. Our goal is to, um, go to just different tailgates around the nation for, cause we're big college football fans. Mm-hmm. It's the best sport. There's no, yeah. no debate, no debate. Um, it's the best sport, but um, it's to go to just every, not every college, but like just big environments. Like, yeah, like iconic Go to games. like a, a Auburn, Alabama game. Go to tailgate there and like interview fans yeah. and like ask them questions and, and whatnot. Out. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. We actually did one. Uh, like we did two. Years two ago. Yeah. I mean, we did two technically, but we did one here when Texas played Bama here, and then. I did one with some of the other guys when uh, Texas and played at Texas Tech. So my little brother goes to Tech, oh, so yeah. yeah, I did those. But yeah. fun experiences. If we can get a sponsor or something, that would be great to make it like more logistical. Get yeah. this guy here to help us out and stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, so that's that's one of the plans. And um, when we do a Texas one here, you can come with us. Yeah, and have fun. So yeah. um, again, I know yeah. I keep saying it, but thank you. Um, I appreciate it. Um, they can find you everywhere at Lacey Jane Brown. Lacey Jane Brown on all platforms. All platforms. I'll have it all plugged in anyways, but all platforms, Lacey Jane Brown. Um, go give her a shout. Go give her a follow. Um, she's family. Y'all know how we get down. Uh, but that'll do it for my boys over here at Opinionated. We'll catch y'all guys next time. Peace. Peace. Peace.